And welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tovacito and Janice Gant and Tom Bridwell. Yay! So, Tom, I just realized last week we didn't ask you how you're doing. It was kind of sad walking in today and not seeing your cute little dog. I know. Yes, little Philly. She's in doggy heaven somewhere. Yes. So, we, we talked... A couple weeks ago about euthanizing a dog, which was, I, you know, so many people appreciated oh, that yeah? we did an episode on oh, that. Oh, good. Um, and, you know, uh, the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, pretty much everybody I know either owns a dog or has owned a dog. Uh-huh. Like, this this is a pretty universal problem. Yeah. You yes. know, amongst. It's, so, anyway, how did, how are you doing? How did... I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Um, the the first, obviously, the the process of the woman coming over and putting the dog down with Betty and Maureen and everybody there, it was very very sad, and I definitely cried because I was looking at my two loved ones there crying Aww. their eyes out. <laughs> so it was impossible for me not to cry. Of course, uh. but I have to say, the very next day. It, it has just gotten it, from that moment on. It just has gotten easier and easier, and it really hasn't been as traumatic as uh, like the aftermath has not been very traumatic at all. Well, good. Did yeah. that when when they so and it was so peaceful for for him, right? When they put him, when they yeah, gave yeah. him Philly, like, she she definitely didn't know it was coming. Um, she was on the couch in our living room. She got that first shot, which basically kind of it took about three minutes and then she just kind of laid her head down and just went to sleep she started snoring and we were like we got to pet her and talk to her and then about you know five minutes after that i'd say eight minutes after the first shot the woman dr emily said okay i'm are you guys ready and we all said yes and she slowly put in that iv and within 45 seconds you you saw her stomach stop going up and down with breathing and she, you know, used the stethoscope to check her heart and it was not beating anymore. And she looked up at us and said, she's exactly, I think what she said was, uh, she's at peace. Aww. She goes, she's at peace. That's and a perfect so, thing to say. Yeah. yeah. So we, we were, we were very sad that day, but honestly, things have been pretty, pretty good. And now we're two weeks into it and, uh. Man, it's really nice not having dog hair everywhere. <laughs> it's very yeah. nice not having to sh- uh, shovel poop out of the backyard. <laughs> um, this vacation we're about to go on, we're not going to have to pay for 13 days of boarding. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it, it just keeps adding up all the the new great things that come of it. Yeah. Well, the, it, there's, there's always the other side yes. of the coin. And, and we did discuss that we will look into maybe getting another dog in early 2024. So hmm. we've got the rest of the year to just kind of enjoy uh-huh. um, the silence and the mm-hmm. just the not, it's just no less pet. it's just less chaotic. Yeah. yeah. Plus Betty's at camp right now. So 
Maureen and I are basically kind of, it's it's almost like we're dating again. That's cute. <laughs> Isn't it yeah. amazing what that does for your relationship? Yes, it's it's pretty awesome. We've really had a great first week of Betty being at camp. Oh, that's great. It's going to continue on. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. You know, there <clears throat> there were a bunch of dogs over the 4th of July at the lake house. Uh-huh. And, you know, everybody brings their dogs and they all get along and it's really cute. And there was one dog who really reminded me of one of my dogs that I put down. And it, because he lays on the her his mom's uh, feet when she's cooking. Oh. And that's what Simba used to do to me. Oh. I mean, it's you think it's real sweet, but they're actually just praying that a piece Food. of bacon, <laughs> a piece of bacon falls. You uh-huh. know? <laughs> but it, I, you know, there's there's those little moments that mm-hmm. you're like, oh, cute little Simba. But I, th- I felt the same as you, Tom. Like it was so sad when I put my dogs down last fall. Like that day, those moments, I couldn't even stay to watch the second shot. But it was like after it was like, oh. Like it's just less chaotic. Yeah. And yeah. and I was always worried about my dogs with this heat. You know, I was always worried about my dogs on walks with heat and they're getting old and, and other dogs and getting out. I mean, there's just a lot of maintenance. And yeah. you and I yeah. both work out of our home. Yeah. So then you gotta think about other people and what their tolerance level is with it. I mean, or guess, you know, I mean, not every not everybody loves dogs. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they don't. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm so glad that the process hasn't been too painful well, for you. Well, thank you. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so today we're continuing our conversation that we started last week, which I'm having a blast thinking about and talking about is daydreaming. So uh, maybe read that that very beginning intro just where it defines what daydreaming is just in case somebody hasn't listened to last week and then we'll talk about the benefits uh like i guess scientifically proven benefits to daydreaming right right um so um, do you mind rereading that top part uh oh wait we gotta thank our sponsor oh yeah good totally good, good. forgot karen walker Oh, do you know Karen Walker? I do know Karen. I don't know. Oh my Karen. gosh! Thank you so but much. She said, "Remedy sponsor, love the podcast. Happy summer, love Karen Walker." Oh, thank you, thank Karen. you, Karen. I know, so sweet. Oh, I love it. I do too. It's so sweet and it's so thoughtful. I know, and it's so, so generous. Um, so thank you, Karen. Um, okay. Um, okay. So uh, I'm going to read this again. So in case you weren't listening or in case you forgot. Uh, so what is daydreaming? Daydreaming can be defined as the reverie you experience while you're awake. During moments when we are in this state, our mind drifts. These interludes are brief diversions from our current world. Contrary to what you may have been taught, daydreaming about pleasant things is far from useless. Isn't that something? Yeah. Who would who would have thought that you releasing control over your thoughts could be so beneficial? Yeah. But that's essentially what it's saying. Yeah. And uh, the they also said that scientists agree that we spend an, asto- an astonishing 30 to 50% of our time in daydreams, which I think that's really amazing. That's fascinating yeah and now i'm like 
trying to catch myself, you know, I'm going to like be thinking about not thinking uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> more, more than I probably do. I mean, last week when we talked about it, I, I was like, I don't think I daydream that much. But now that we've talked about it a little bit, I think I do wander uh, yeah. more than. I think you probably do, too. Mm-hmm. I think we all do, unless we are mindfully engaged in something like with like watching a TV show or reading a book or cooking something that you have to be very attentive to, mm-hmm. you know, but then all the, you know, but that is not very much of our time, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, yeah, I think it's really interesting. I bet some of the most thoughtful and creative people are great daydreamers. Yeah. I bet so too. Um, because the people that run around with all their lists yeah, and, and like always have an agenda kind of wear me out. Yeah. But the daydreamers, I kind of want to hang with. Yeah. And you know, (laughs) I used to really, I used to very much be a human doing and I have probably since I turned probably 65, I really started focusing on trying to be a human being and being being more in the moment mm-hmm. rather than running around and tasking. Mm-hmm. And and I like that. And it because I think that it is it it is a place where you can have some creativity. Create space. Yeah. Yeah, and this article we talked about it last week uh talks about that it lessens stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. So it is probably daydreaming is kind of a uh, a very mindful but mindless mm-hmm. thing to do. It's mindful mm-hmm. because you're daydreaming about something, thinking about something, but then you're not as, it's not like, the, like your brain is on hyper alert or anything. Totally. Yeah. You know, the, I, my friends who always have an agenda and they're always moving from one thing to the next and their lists are outrageous. Truly like I, I I love them, but I'm not as close with them because there's less margin for spontaneity. Yeah. And, and I mean, I myself, I've, I know I've told this story used to be the same as you like, just move one thing to the next. Yeah. I was stacked and I had agendas and I had a schedule and my, the people that I worked with at the church sat me down and were like, you are annoying. Uh huh. Like you're too busy. You over schedule. You're always late. Yeah. And you plan too much. You try to do too much. And all the while, I mean, I was escaping. Well, and sometimes those, the, in, in those moments we're almost frantic and that is going to be, I don't, it's hard to be around those people yeah. when they're in that real frantic place yes. because that energy exudes from their body and it's, it can be real disturbing. Yes. And yeah. I don't share that. And I don't think I have that kind of yeah. thing where I'm like, I mean, one of the, one of somebody that Craig knows very well and he was describing him to somebody this weekend. He said he's kind of, lives his life like a dog on a bone. Uh-huh. And I was like, 
oh my God, I hope nobody ever describes me as <laughs> Exactly. You know, like, da 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 you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but we all know people like that. Yeah, yeah, we do. So I think one of the best things about this article is learning the benefits, because I think that a lot of people, like we talked about last week, like teachers, when they see kids daydream, they're like, Michael, pay attention, you uh-huh, know? And, uh-huh. I, and yet this article is teaching us that there's actually some really amazing benefits to letting our minds wander. Yeah. So this next one is daydreaming helps you reach your goals. So it says, how can meandering thoughts help you reach your goals? These stray thoughts are indeed unguided, but new research reveals they are often motivated by our goals. Athletes and performers sometimes use purposeful daydreaming to practice before a game or a performance. This method of pre Oh, sorry. This method pre-wires their brains for success. It's like practicing mentally rather than physically for an outcome you desire. This kind of imagining or structured daydreaming has been popular in the field of sports psychology. While a fantasy-based daydream, like morphing into a superhero, might end up disappointing or frustrating you because (laughs) it's way too far-fetched. A structured daydream can motivate you as it's realistic. I I mean, I think about this all the time with visualization. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's just another word. To, I think when it so, comes too. To Me, too. Visualizing an outcome. Yeah, and I think that the—and and, and being aware of what you want that outcome to possibly be. And then once you start— having that daydream, then you have an intention Mm -hmm. that you can work towards. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's, uh, you know, my dad was, my dad was a pretty good golfer and he literally would swing the golf club every day. He would either, he would either go hit golf balls, he would go play golf or he would just go out in the yard and just swing the club, swing the club and develop that, Physic, that memory mm. of a good golf swing so that he doesn't have, he didn't have to think of all the, okay, bend your knees mechanics. and all the mechanics mm-hmm. of it. It became naturally mm. because he practiced swinging that club and, mm. and not frantically, but just swinging it. He would do it for so long. I couldn't believe it. That's, you know, it was probably a really a form of meditation. Yeah, um, yeah. It really golf really can provide because you you know when that I'm not a good golfer at all, but I like it. But when I stand over the ball, I I'm trying to think of way too many things, <laughs> you know, and and uh, because I've just never. I mean, I did a long time ago. I played a lot of golf, but I haven't lately, and. Um, you know, so I got out of the of the rhythm mm. of that golf swing. And I mm. think that's what so you can even be doing doing something and it still is in that daydreaming sort of ease and just just the 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 ease of it all mm-hmm. to get everything on track. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Makes total yeah. sense. I'm sure that speaks to you, Tom, as the golfer you are. Uh, yes, for sure. I, although I don't really do that. If I do that at golf, I don't even know that I'm doing it. Truthfully. I've, I'm sort of, I haven't changed much about my golf game in a long time. Yeah. 
and I don't think a lot about stuff like over the ball. I'm very I play quick, and every shot is different. So applying a lot of that mechanical stuff is not doesn't always work. But do you visualize an outcome? Absolutely. That's and, and, what I'm and I'll talking. Tell you what, yeah, I, I will say this: when we were in Colorado, and I was because it was so cool, I actually chose to walk six out of seven of my rounds. That's I normally, impressive. I, nor, I normally Especially always in ride. Colorado. Um, but I chose to walk, and I played those. Those six rounds were the only rounds that I broke eighty. And oh, I wow. guarantee you that it's because as I was walking up to the ball, hundred uh-huh. yards out, then eighty yards out, uh-huh. then sixty yards out, mm-hmm. I was already starting to visualize the next shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that absolutely, there's something to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think where agree. I apply this, this practicing mentally versus practicing physically, I apply this to my job of setting up microphones in the studio and mostly on stage. Like when I'm running sound for bands, mm. I know that I'm going to be setting up up to 16, sometimes 20 microphones. And wow. I, I wow. start thinking about it like days before. And I'll be like, okay, this drummer's got seven things that need to be mic'd. And I just start doing that in my brain. And then we're going to move on to the bass player. This band has three guitar players so we're going to set up these three mics, and I'm just like literally practicing this procedure in my head all the time. And then when it comes down to, you know, when it's time to set up, I can just do it like it's yeah, effort, it's effortless because yeah. I've got it in my brain exactly how this is going to go. Um, and I've been that's like 20 years now. I've been doing it like that. You just have to practice mentally. I'm yeah. so glad you do this job and not me. <laughs> I cannot tell you how terrible. I would be at your job. <laughs> so many people say that. They come up in the control room and oh, they see all of this equipment. Scary. And then they the go around to the back of the desk and they see all the wires and they're like, how do you do this? And <laughs> how I'm like, do you know which to, which plugging goes where? I would where? blow shit up. <laughs> it, sure. It's basically being organized and practicing it mentally. Uh-huh. Like and you you're really, a perfectionist. Well, that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there's medication for people like me. <laughs> but just just the the drumming and the time management it, that's a part of it but really you just practice mentally you have to practice this like in your brain how you're going to do yeah, this yeah yeah well it says imagining or daydreaming about one of your real life goals is pleasing it makes you oh sorry it i don't have my glasses it invites you to think through steps you take ways to stay motivated and how to overcome obstacles so I was listening to a podcast um, on relationships a, a while ago, and something that the person said really made an impact on on my thought process around this. Um, and it was it was a man I don't remember wh- who what what podcast it was, but he talked about how we have a vision uh-huh. for our relationships, uh-huh. like whether it's conscious or not. Like when I think about my relationship with Craig, I am, vis- I visualize, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I visualize our future. I visualize what it's like to grow old. I visualize how we're going to treat each other. Like I-, I have visualized all of those things. I didn't do it intentionally or consciously, but it happened. Uh huh. That the, the, vi- the vision of my relationship dictates or determines my values in our relationship. Right, right. And 
And so all of this is happening in my brain and in my body, and I'm not even intentionally doing it. But I've, I've talked about that with Craig and, and I thought, because I just found that fascinating, like, wow, I do have some pretty solid values about what I want my relationship to be. Uh huh. And that is a hundred percent rooted in what I visualize my relationship. Uh-huh. You know, I, and, and you had to daydream that yes. in order to have the visualization. Totally. And it wasn't even happening. It's not like I sat down no. and was like, what do I want the yeah. vision for my future with Craig to be? And that, whether we realize it or not, and, and that's a lot of times why couples get into trouble mm-hmm. with each other. Because I value, you know, really solid, open conversation and communication. Craig doesn't value that as much as I do. Right. And so that can can create some obstacles. <laughs> Why are you laughing, because, Tom? <laughs> because this I've been dying to speak, to interject here. Go. Maureen is the same way you are that it, she you took the words right out of her mouth and I've always uh, sort of teased her that it's it's a Hallmark card in her brain that she that we're not living up to, but or a Norman Rockwell painting that we're not living up to. Yeah, you and, and Craig need to step it up. And I'm like, you, no. you've got this idea of what you think we're supposed to be saying or doing right now, but that's yeah. not necessarily what is in your realistic brain. or and, in your brain. But, but, but you are the fact that you do this with your relationship. I cannot wait to tell her tonight that she's. I, not alone. I knew this, but I'm. I, you're, she's not alone. Yeah. I, mean, I really do not do that at all. You don't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I, I don't either. I so do that. I don't. I don't. Do you think Tom does? No, probably not. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> t- tomorrow is our wedding anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary! Thank you. And uh, he, Tom, has a friend that's coming in from Colorado, and they're going to go to the lake, and but the two of them are going to water ski, and then. Uh, and then I'm going to stay home with uh, the dogs and uh, the dog, the dogs, buddy. It seems like there's more than one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but it is it's interesting because we we we're we're the same. I mean, he's like, God, I hate for us to I hate to be gone on our anniversary. And I'm like, oh, I don't care. It's fine. That doesn't matter. And so, but he made a reservation at, a, he said, I made a reservation at a fancy restaurant tonight. And I don't know where we're going. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, okay. Because I don't, he probably has more of that sort of a planning and have mm-hmm. an idea of how he, than me. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't, I'm not, I don't, I mean, it's, it's great. I, I But mm-hmm. I don't really, a lot of times I, I mean, the first year, or like after we'd been married like th- two years or something, he came, he, I, I, I didn't even know it was our anniversary. <laughs> I can't. Okay, so th- this is. <laughs> said me never. But the difference here is that you're, okay, the value that you're putting on the sentiment is less and the planning, like the planning is different than the value that you're putting on the sentiment. You know what I'm saying? Like right. He may be planning it because that's what every dude should do. <laughs> but then when he comes and you realizes that y'all aren't even going to be together and it's not this Big huge deal, deal uh-huh. like that's, that's, 
that's the difference between my wife and you. Like, yeah, yeah. Her idea of what we should be doing on our anniversary is has so much weight <laughs> every year. Whether I plan it or not, she and I would get along. That's so funny. <laughs> that year, that year when I came home and he was like, uh, "I said, well, let's have we're going to have dinner with the girls tonight. You want to?" And he goes, "Well, I mean, it is our anniversary. It's our anniversary." And I'm like, "It is." And he goes, "Yeah." And he and I goes, "He goes, look down there. There's your present." And oh. it was his big Chanel bag. Oh. <laughs> I didn't didn't have a card. (laughs) I didn't have a a Hershey's kiss. Oh, my God. (laughs) I bought two cards for Craig today, and I don't know when I'm going to give them, but because it's like, I can't wait to to give them another card. I do have something for Tom. (laughs) I got him a card and like a Hershey something. (laughs) Like Currently, we're going through this thing where I'm – like in the middle of the night when I, because I'm getting old, I have to get up and go to the bathroom at least once. Uh-huh. So I'll come Welcome back in bed at like 3.30 in the morning. And it's hard for me to get back to sleep about 85% of the time because Maureen will be snoring. And it's not like crazy, like lumberjack snoring, but it's hard for me to get back to sleep. And so if I sneak into the guest bedroom, <laughs> the, the punishment that I take the next morning, or not punishment, but the grief that she gives me because of this idea in her head that we have to be sleeping in the same oh room. Oh my God, Maureen and I are cut from the same and cloth. And I'm just, it's like, you're asleep. <laughs> oh, you don't I... even know I'm there or not. So no. why can I please just Maureen get the last and four I hours? are cut from the same cloth. I would cloth. not, that would not bother me one bit. I did a, a I news interview. I can't even go interview. to bed without <laughs> I was in, I was on a TV, a news TV thing, and they were talking about that some the pe- animals the an- sleeping <laughs> yeah. with their stuffed animals. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Did you hear it? Oh yeah, and, I thought you were fantastic. And that you know that there are people who are just like so wadded up about all of that. I and was so freaked out that forty percent of adults <laughs> still sleep with a teddy bear or a blankie. Well, Blair, Blair does. <laughs> <laughs> she puts it, wraps it up, and puts it in her ear and sleeps on it. She did it on her honeymoon. But I don't, I mean, I don't, if Tom got up and and I, I don't, that wouldn't any more bother me than a man in the moon. Oh, Tom, I, I, I <laughs> one time I wanted to go to bed and Craig didn't want to go to bed. And he was like, I'll just meet you up there. I'm like, no. <laughs> and he goes, oh my God. why? And I go, it makes me feel like we're in a fight. We have to go to bed <laughs> oh together. Oh my God. That is verbatim, like what Maureen would say. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like going to bed at 8.30. And he's like, are you really going to bed this time? I'm like, yeah, I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> I'm sure I need more therapy. I'm sure there's some... What, maybe I need a binky. I think I think that I've probably I'm probably a dude in in a previous life or something. You definitely have way more masculine vibes when it comes to this. I don't than, have a beard, do I? <laughs> maybe I it was that period of time you took testosterone. That's hilarious. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, uh, more I like Maureen even more. <laughs> She's awesome. She oh, is yeah. awesome. And and I think you should not leave, and I think you should go to bed together, and I think you, <laughs> and you gotta go stay awake for the next four <laughs> hours to save the marriage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes me feel like we're in a fight. Oh my gosh! <laughs> totally, never and, me, never uh, me. And our some of, some parts of our bodies have to be touching. Like oh, I have lots of rules. Oh, 
Oh, that makes me so nervous even thinking about it. I have I have a two long giant pillows on each side of me. Yeah, it's 108 <laughs> degrees outside. I know. I don't need a heater. And I don't want any. I don't need to touch toes or anything. Oh yeah, I gotta have like. A leg, uh, a hand. I would be so annoyed. <laughs> Is Maureen the same? Uh, no. I mean, yes, she does Just love it when me. we like. No, she's not. A, she's not. We used to snuggle, but in the summer, I mean, even she will be like, "No, snuggling is too hot. Get away. Stay cool." Oh, I yeah. love the snuggles. I I probably need to get back. I in your barricade office, barricade myself on both sides with yeah. the well, giant king size pillows, and it's not because I'm trying to be away, away from, from Tom. Tom at all. It's just that's how I like it. I like yeah. having that mm, that kind of comfy, cozy. Uh, <laughs> oh, I gosh. feel like we should move on. I do too. Uh, I, I feel like I'm I'm gonna people are gonna think I'm weird. <laughs> Daydreaming expands your creativity. Research has established that daydreaming is correlated with higher levels of creativity. I said, did I say this this week or last week? That I, th- I bet the most creative people yeah. daydream. Yeah. Uh, relentlessly drilling down on a complex problem doesn't result in discoveries. Take a break. The mind will still incubate on the problem. Uh Bianca Rodriguez, a licensed marriage and family therapist, says that's why most of us have aha moments while doing mundane things like washing the dishes where we don't have to focus too hard on the task at hand, which allows space in our psyche to receive and reveal new information. One study in which college students had two minutes to come up with as many uses as possible for everyday things like toothpicks and bricks prove this those who daydreamed first rather than continuing to focus on the problem did better at generating more creative ideas when your mind doesn't have to ride on a narrow track it reorganizes all the tidbits of information and forms new and unexpected connections being distracted and allowing your mind to wander is powerfully positive yeah Isn't that something? Rodriguez described daydreaming well when she said, it's exercise for your mind. She elaborated further, saying, we are rarely taught to allow our minds to wander. It's like only tending to one tree in a gigantic forest. Oh, I like that analogy. Daydreaming allows your mind to zoom out and see the whole forest, which creates a different perspective and invites creativity. Fabulous. Yeah, amazing. And so that makes perfect sense. Everybody daydream. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But imagine how much daydreaming you could, more daydreaming you could get in if you didn't get on Instagram. It's true. That is so true, Tom. Because like, I feel like or any Netflix down moment, any down moment that I filled. have, I don't get on Instagram because I don't have it because it, I could feel it ruining my brain, but <laughs> I still do get on like the news and then I'll get on ESPN and then an hour later I'll check it again and it hasn't changed. And I feel like my wife, she's guilty of this Instagram thing. Like if she spent half the time that she spends on Instagram, just staring into space and daydreaming, I would love to know if that would be helpful. Yeah. It's super powerful that you brought that up, Tom. And I so appreciate it because I think we, I think it's so habitual. I mean, think about, when you used to wait for somebody at a restaurant, 
uh-huh. before a phone. Now, if we're waiting for somebody or waiting for an appointment or at our doctor's office or dentist or our hair, we we scroll. Yeah. We look at our phone. We check emails. But 25 years ago, we used to just sit there. Mm-hmm. Or nope. read. Yeah. <laughs> Have our thoughts. I don't really. I, I will look at Instagram every now and then. I'm just not. I'm not real into not, it. I, I don't. I don't. You know, I don't. It's, but. it's sad how many people are. I'm I glad know. to hear. I'm glad to hear that you guys aren't though, because it it really is. It's it's a scourge. People on talk society. about it to me. I'm sure they talk about it to you all well, the time. And it it sets up so many people to compare, yes. and that's that's the day. I mean, then you if you're not satisfied, and then you look there, and everybody else is at so the beach, and you're like. You know, not you're at home scrubbing floors, then you're going to feel yeah. like, oh, poor me and all Less of that. Than. So you really have to have a filter with that, mm-hmm. you know, because nobody's putting up the ugly pictures. No, <laughs> nobody's, nobody's telling the truth on uh-huh. Instagram. Uh-huh. I mean, the truth is, you know, complicated. And but that's not what we're posting. <laughs> we're not posting complicated. We're no, posting we're not. perfect. Well, I really appreciate that last little tidbit, Tom, because I think that's a great remedy to, like, I also feel like Netflix, you know, people just can't be down anymore. We're overly stimulated as people. Mm-hmm. Like I, me watching 40 seasons of Survivor. Survivor. <laughs> yes. It's like just Now one that, more. though, that's good just for you, Just one brain. more. That's good. You can learn a lot I on can Survivor. learn a lot. <laughs> Because, you know, the next time you get stuck out in the jungle, <laughs> said you never. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, we hope you got, I hope this has been a helpful series. I've learned a lot. Yeah, I think me too. I think it's insightful and it kind of gives us all permission to let go a little bit. Yeah. And do some daydreaming. Our, yeah. Let our minds wander a little yeah. bit more than we do. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Bon voyage. Oh, you dog. Sucker. I want to go. <laughs> you too.